Toto e Tene Ahi Ahi. Welcome to the panel. Good afternoon to you. Coming up on the programme today, the world's most transmissible COVID-19 strain has found its way into Australia with worrying research revealing it may be even more infectious than the Delta variant. Also, do we need to learn to live with the virus like the UK? Professor Kurt Krauss uh, on that. Also, trials of a four-day week in Iceland have been, quote-unquote, an overwhelming success. Is it time to bring it officially to New Zealand, the four-day week? What do you think? Charlotte Lockhart, who is the CEO of Four-Day Week Global with us. And is it time to bring back school dental services, or as it was called back in the day, the murder house? Also on the programme, a British survey has revealed the most mispronounced words that infuriate people the most, including espresso, tenterhooks and nuclear. Uh, so we have a linguist on to discuss the ramifications and uh, do we need to be concerned about mispronunciation? What are your examples? You can text us 2101 or you can email the panel at rnz.co.nz. This afternoon, I'm with Brody Kane, broadcaster and podcaster. Kia ora, Brody. Kia ora, Wallace. How are you? I am very, very well. And Neil Miller, who is a beer writer and analyst for the Taxpayer Union, a former political speech writer and researcher for the National Party, former Neil, welcome to the programme. Kia ora all. Now, we have, uh, of course, it's Wednesday, which means it's time for Dear Panel. You write in and uh, give us, uh, well, ask us a question, really, uh, of all types. And we have Caitlin Cherry uh, standing by with them. Kia ora, Caitlin. Kia ora. I have to tell you that uh, my word bugbear is mischievous, which many people mispronounce as mischievous. Hello? It isn't mischievous? It's mischievous. Is it? Yes. (laughs) All right, learn something new today. Oh, oh, good. That and the fact that you've never heard of Blister in the Sun <laughs> is a serious problem, Wallace, and we're going to have to have a little chat after the oh, yeah. show. <laughs> and we are dressing that at 4.30. I, I'm very pleased to hear it. Okay, so this week's Dear Panel Leaders, we have one from Dave of Three Kings who said, Dear Panel, we had a big debate at work the other day because a male colleague asked a female colleague if it was okay for him to say he liked her new haircut. Half of us thought it was ridiculous that he had to ask, and if someone has a new haircut, then it's totally fine to say, hey, great haircut. The rest were like, no, you can never comment on any aspect of a woman's appearance in the workplace. Who is right? Oh, let's go around the panel on that. Dave Three Kings, Hope Brody Kane's got an answer for you on this one. Of course you can tell a woman that her haircut looks great. Absolutely, for goodness sake. <laughs> Honestly, um, <laughs> I I know why people are worried about what you can and can't say to a woman these days, but I'm pretty sure a nice compliment. What's what's wrong with a compliment? It's a compliment. Especially about here. It's not like you're commenting on their bottom. (laughs) No, no. All right. So, are you allowed to say that on Radio New Zealand? (laughs) Uh, So, Brody, I say to you, uh, I, I think you've got quite nice eyes. That's creepy, Wallace. Is it? Yeah, that's cre- yeah, that's oh, right. Okay, it <laughs> sounds so like you have a crush on her. Right? How how is that different from a haircut? Because well, I think I think the thing is, if, oh, have you had a haircut? Or geez, you've have you grown out your beard? It's sort of like an observational thing. It's an obs. Something's happened, and it's know? about their style, mm. right? So they've styled themselves in a way that is um, a. You know, it's just like a great new dress. <clears throat> Mind you, I'm not that fussed about the. I mean, if you said to me, "Oh gosh, your eyes are green," I'd be like, "Thank you." <laughs> Yeah. So, you just—I know. I, I mean, it's—it's it's a shame, isn't it? Because th- there is too much of a 
of a grey where some people might be okay with some things, but I genuinely think with a haircut, you are safe. Well, let's bring in Neil Miller. Yeah, because I'm the master of etiquette. Um, look, this actually <laughs> came up at, at work um, reasonably recently. Uh, a female colleague of mine um, went completely blonde, so went from having dark hair to blonde hair. Um, it took her about six or seven hours in the chair uh, and it was quite a radical change and I think and it cost a lot of money and I think she would have been really annoyed if people hadn't come up and said hey I really like the new look um, and so okay. I, I agree that you should be able to say things complimentary things to both male and female co-workers so for example I have a, a, a colleague who periodically shaves off his beard and you sort of say well you're sporting a new look today and it's it's looking sharp or you know have you got an important meeting um, mm. I, mm. I don't think there's anything wrong with that at all, and I think we are getting a little risk-averse. Okay, mm. so, Caitlin, back to the... Uh, if we don't give someone the old compliment, what can we do? Well, I don't know. <laughs> well, Not talk to anyone. No, yeah. <laughs> None of us will talk to each other in about 20-odd <laughs> years. It'll be like, hello, no, that's enough, thank you, from you. Well, we won't be able to have a panel. <laughs> no. Oh, well, that's, that is true. All right, what, do we have another one? You have, by the way, Wallace, got a lovely head of hair. Thank you. <laughs> and Thank you. Very, very <laughs> nice eyes. Thank you. <laughs> See what Whoa. I did there? Yep. Whoa. Just well, you've got, you. You've got quite nice eyes too. Okay, harassment in the workplace. Dear panel, <laughs> says letter number two, my sister and I got into a big fight the other day because when I visited her, her dog was on the couch taking up the whole thing. I told it to move and she defended the dog and said it could stay there and I should just sit somewhere else. Now, I am not a dog hater. I just think they don't need to be treated like royalty. That's bad for a pack animal. Anyway, my sister's not speaking to me. Carrie <laughs> of Kelvin. All right, Neil. Well, I have to say that I would probably go with the rights of humans over dogs when it comes to couches, um, particularly if it's the best couch. And, and if the dog's lying on it, it probably is the best couch. So the dog can go and find a secondary couch or somewhere else to sleep for the, the period of the visit. I think, you know, obviously you can't do the same thing with cats because they won't care and they won't move. Um, you just have to work around them. But dogs should do what they're told. And, um, yeah, I'm with the humans on this one. Dogs are people too. As one animal lover said to me, they... Well, they, they're not. They, well, no, but Brody, but they... Uh, it's, it's, it's really... What, what, what this speaks to is people's relationship with their closest, uh, closest friend in their home. So why should the dog move? Uh, See, this I, is the I, thing, right? Because so, it's a dog. Yeah, the, I would have thought their spouse <laughs> would have been their closest friend in the home as well, and probably their children would probably rank slightly higher as well. Mm. Now, I think that I, what I think's happened with dogs, now, let me be very clear. I think dogs are one of the greatest things on this planet. I, like, we've got a dog. Connor dog is just the most delightful soul in the whole world. Dogs bring me so much joy. However, I've noticed of late uh, that people have taken their dogs into this more human role. And so, like, people take their dogs everywhere to a, you know, to a cafe, round to their mate's place. Don't even ask. Just turn up with their dog. And, and, and it, cool, you love your dog. But dogs are quite self-sufficient too. Like, they love humans. But don't forget they, they didn't have us for, for ages. Um, and they're quite, they're, they're quite all right at home. And, quite you know, mm. I just I think we've got to a real stage where we do make them... They are part of the family, but just chill and let the person sit on the couch. <laughs> Kerry, have you heard that? Kerry and Calvin, uh, loud and clear. Your oh, sister's okay. wrong, Kerry. Yeah, yeah, yeah. 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 Uh, meanwhile, this is, this is interesting, uh, very interesting uh, dividing line. Kathy says, 
compliments are okay for something the person has control over. Mm. That's interesting. Yeah, I think that's quite a good definition. To <laughs> that's be quite good. That's I, very good. I, I wish I had said that. I'm a guy, so and I've got a pretty olive skin. If I spend a day and a half outside, it goes pretty dark, uh, and I often get uh, comments on it. Um, we are being a bit over the top about this sort of stuff, uh, is this person's view. And a lot of mispronunciations coming through. Caitlin, Cherry, kia ora, thank you for that. Uh, now, uh, time for... I've been thinking... Who'd like to start? Brody, you start. Hey, look, um, I've been um, probably like everyone in the middle of winter... Uh, we do a lot of watching, uh, binge-watching programs, and I've been watching Your Honour, which is on Neon, with Brian Cranston. Isn't it great? Oh, it's fantastic. Yeah. However, I have been thinking, and I do think that since uh, the, the, the birth of Netflix and all of the other streaming services, that what we are now seeing is programs that actually the storyline 10 years ago would have actually just been a movie and we would have watched it in two hours. Instead, we're now watching all these things, these storylines, in 10 hours. Now, mm. I, Your Honour is great, but I do think, I'm like, I don't, I, 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 it could have been five or six hours, but 10 hours, 10 shows. I just think, I think we're doing that a lot now with programmes that were once movies. That's a great thought. So it could have been a two-hour show, yeah. There was one well-known um, example of that. I can't think of it, Brody, where the the plot line just seems so wafer thin. It could have been an hour movie. Oh, I, no, it happens, it happens a lot. I've watched right. a lot of things where I've thought, wow, this could have been wrapped up in a couple of hours. It, could, it would have been fast-paced, but it's sort of you find that you have this great series that starts off with a hiss and a roar, and then it dips, you know, it goes, and then and, and a couple of silly uh, side story arcs emerge, and they're not relevant, you know? Mm. It's just like, don't be greedy. Give us five eps. I mean, I'll take five, but, you know, t- Your Honour's been amazing, but I'm like, didn't need to be done in 10 right. hours. Okay, uh, time for I've Been Thinking with Neil Miller. Well, I just want to uh, comment on that particular issue. I think we, yeah. we've we forgotten the format that was made classic by the UK House of Cards, which was a miniseries. Um, and so that's like two parts, and it's about two hours each. And you can pack a lot into that, and it doesn't have to be the full 10 hours, and it doesn't have to be um, 10 episodes. Um, what I've been thinking is um, I wrote a piece for the Taxpayers Union the other day about uh, how ministers react to getting uh, results, bad results in their portfolios or a lack of results in their portfolios from the media or from the opposition or from groups like ourselves. And what I've noticed is that they're increasingly saying things like they're frustrated or they're disappointed or their expectations haven't been met. But in my view, they're acting more like commentators or observers rather than the minister who's actually in charge and should know all about this. And I use the example of Tony Ryle as health minister um, compared to Andrew Little, uh, who said he was frustrated at the lack of mental health beds that had been uh, funded since 2019 um, because he didn't seem to know about it. Whereas Tony Ryle wanted data, he wanted trends, he wanted results, and he would publish the results whether they were good or bad, and the behaviour of officials changed because of the way that they were being monitored and held to account. And I think our ministers need to do more of that and less of the political commentary. So your point being, sorry? 
So, so what I'm saying is that they yeah. should be more on top of their portfolios. Are they not? Are they not? What, what I'm saying is that they're saying that they're frustrated or surprised or their expectations hadn't been met. It's not enough to just set the expectations by press release. You have to follow through and ask for reports and hold officials to account, ask them the hard questions. And it doesn't seem to be doing being done in a lot of key portfolios like housing, like in health, like in immigration, like in COVID. All right. Uh, very good, Neil. Brody, uh, now mispronunci- mispronunciations coming through. Contribute instead of contribute. Uh, what's right? What, what is right? Contribute. 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 Is it? Not contribute? Is it ceremony or ceremony? Ceremony. You sure? Absolutely. Okay. Neil Miller, <laughs> Brody came with us this afternoon. Your most mispronounced words, 2101. Keep them coming.